Welcome into episode 109 of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski here on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you're having a um, hope you're having a good day. What it is? Well, busy today. Well, a lot busy today. A lot, a lot going on. Uh, my day job is my day job's pretty busy today, but uh, getting there, getting there. Uh, we uh, we'll talk some uh, college football. Talk. Uh, Tyler had a good night in the NFL. We'll recap a couple of those games. I didn't see either one of them. I did see the Nick Chubb replay. Woo. Well, that makes one of us. Um, yeah, there's some other stuff going on. Uh, the Henry Blackburn thing, the Colorado State safety, who apparently is the second coming of Satan, according to some people in, in, in college. If he got a Joker mask, he'd be just fine. Whew, I'll tell you, I'll bite my tongue. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the big weekend in the SEC and also nationally are coming up. So we'll we'll start kind of start an early look at uh, some of those games before we uh, we dive into make it rain or Thursday in a couple of days. How are you? I'm doing good. Speaking of rain, yes, I am rocking with the semi frozen. I've got this thing where I like to put them in the freezer before I come over. Yeah, because I I leave the office at like one thirty to head this way. So it needs to be cold. So I put them in the freezer, and when it's got just when I freeze them, it's just perfect. This kiwi blend rainstorm, dude. I'm having a very difficult time. Like every time I have the kiwi blend versus the peach nectarine, which one's my favorite? But they're both just unbelievable. Um, we're brought to you, I should say, by oh, Rain Total okay. Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And just to remind everybody, because the Cooper Chevrolet chat is already hopping, make sure during September that you know that you can get 3.9% financing for 72 months on the new Chevy Silverado crew cabs and no payments for 90 days. Yeah. In Cooper Chevrolet in Anniston, Alabama, check out cooperchevrolet.com for details. Um, I had a very, uh, I'll say it, she's probably not listening right now anyway, but I had a fun night last night. Not so fun. I, I was going to say, I, if, yeah. knowing what I know about your night, I would not classify that as fun. Yeah, been a long night, long day. Um, Brock got a your uh, son, my son, my he's my middle son. Uh, was playing in a JV football game last night. He's a tenth grader, so he does like special teams on Friday nights, and then he goes and plays receiver on JV. Um, into the half, um, caught a ball on the sideline, trying to get out of bounds. And it just got caught at a funny angle. And he got a helmet in the back of the ear. It was almost like a helmet and a kick. It was a weird deal. Uh, got, he got bent over pretty bad to the front and uh, went out cold. And uh, my wife did not handle it very well, um, as most moms would not. I was going to say, she handled it like most like, moms like, would handle it. Like, like most moms. And frankly, like a lot of dads. I wonder what that calls about. Oh, I don't know. Do I? Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> I don't. I will tell you off there. Okay. <laughs> That's not an on air conversation. No, I knew that. Um, the, uh, so anyway, long story short is he was knocked out for about, I don't know. I, I told my wife, I have like a, I'll give him five seconds to get up. Cause I'm not, I don't want to be the parent to come down there and all that stuff. I could tell he wasn't moving. I mean, he was out. Oh, yeah, but I know, I know what it's about. Okay. Um, you're probably not listening, but you will later. I'll call you back and probably not comment on what you're wanting me to comment on. All right. Um, <laughs> there's my comment. I have no comment. Yeah, I would, I would highly recommend a no comment. Okay. Um, so I probably won't call you back because I probably have no comment. You know who you are. All right. He's with ESPN now, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to my my life story. I had enough time to walk. I told my wife to sit down. He he wasn't moving. So however long, that was probably five seconds. I told her I was trying to calm her down. I said, he'll be all right. I've seen it before. And so she's freaking out, even though she was a college athlete, and well, more of an accomplished college athlete than I was. And she's had her share of concussions. And so I was like, hey, just – I'll, she was just worried he wasn't moving. I think it wasn't, she didn't think about concussion. That's the first thing that went through my head. 
Um, I think she was thinking something worse because she does have a tendency to go straight to the worst possible. Of course. That's why we get along really well. We're the yin and the yang. She goes dead like the world's ending. I go to – I'm on positive side. You probably know that by now. Yep. I'm pretty half – glass half full type guy. Um, you're, you're a glass four fistful four type fistful. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, I mean, you're extremely optimistic, which is fine. I'm not, why not? It's, I mean, no, I, it's, it's, it's a good way to be. It's, if, if it's it, how I keep myself sane. If, if I could be that way, I would be that way. I can't get there. I don't know how to get there. I've tried. I've gone to therapy. <laughs> I've, I've done. And, and therapy took me from the glasses completely empty, like there's not a drop in it, to, hey, there's a little bit of stuff in there. we got to figure out how to, how, to, how to get that through the, each day before they add another ounce or so. So that's, that's my mentality. Yeah. So anyway, I, I walked down, down the stands, all the way down to the end zone, opposite of what he was on about the 30-yard line on the other side. And I hopped the fence. When I hopped the fence, however long time that took, when I hopped the fence, and as soon as I started walking back, they he sat up. So uh, not doing well, threw up. Pretty good one. I mean, it was – I've had some good ones. That was, He's definitely got a good concussion. Um, throwing up, scared – you know, wife scared to death. But as a parent now, that's 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 no fun. No. I mean, and I've been there from a uh, – you know, as a coach, I've seen it a lot. Um, seen some knocked out like that before. But – and I knew that they were going to be okay, but it's kind of like uh, surgeries. You know how they say you go get surgery or things like that. It's always minor surgery until it has until somebody you love is having the minor surgery. Of course, surgery. and then it's a major surgery. It's a major surgery, yeah, right? Of course. So very similar. But so then we, you know, um, I watched the ball games last night, and after the ball games, I, I stayed. I woke him up, and I just couldn't sleep, and I'd wake him up. You're not supposed to do that anymore, apparently. Um, sorry, uh, Chance. I, I did it anyway. Um, <laughs> I did it by every. Every uh, my wife did it one time. I think she did it around one, and I came in there twice. And I didn't wake him up, but I just I knew how to get him stirred up, just see if he was still kicking with us. So um, that was that. So I've had a long night, and then um, and then I had to probably apologize. Uh, Coach Cutcliffe at Oxford High School probably thinks I'm a, I'm an evil, crazy person, which he may not. I am crazy, and I'm not evil. I was trying to make. I was gonna say you got half of that right. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm crazy. I'm not evil. I was trying to make light of the situation a little bit because everybody was scared. Like, I was the only one not scared. I mean, I was concerned. I was not scared. I understand. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and he came over there, and I don't think he knew what to say. And, like, so, like, two plays before that, he had run a slot fade and smoked the guy and had, like, seven yards of space, and he just straight dropped it. I mean, just right, right in the wickets, dropped it. So Chris came and comes over and goes, man, you know, he's having a good game, and that was a really good route. He ran right before that on that slot fade. That's what he says to me, and I said, well, that's also the football guys. When you drop a touchdown, <laughs> you get concussed. I was dead straight faced, but I was joking. I don't think he he I don't think he got my dry sense of humor at the time. So I apologize. Was not my intent. He probably thinks this guy's this guy's yeah. this guy's terrible. Uh, but anyway. All right, Neil, let's he's, hop. In. He's like he's like Dad's had his share of concussions too. Apparently, <laughs> yes, he has. Um. Kendrill Bell well, I'm, says, I'm, gl- I'm glad he's okay. I hope he's um hope he continues to improve. Yeah, he'll 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 bounce back. He's a good one. All right. Let's start this bad boy off. And and as I have struggled, as we described yesterday, with my 0 for 5 approach on the NFL, like I just wasn't hitting the right games. I have now won five bets in a row in the in in the NFL. Yep. Including both last night. So my grind my man Grind gave me some love to start the show. He parlayed both of them last night. I took the under. In the Saints-Panthers game, I actually got it at 40. It was at 39.5 when we did the show, and I actually bet it when I left yesterday. It was at 40. <laughs> they tried to come back and, and make this thing interesting, but it was a 13-9 game, I think, in the fourth quarter. I think it was thir- yeah, 13-9 in the fourth um, before the, the Saints scored and the Panthers scored, and they tried to get onside kick and get over this thing, but they didn't. A um, couple takeaways here. A lot of hate on Bryce Young. Um Bryce Young's success right now, the one thing I have not – his offensive line's terrible. The one thing he's not doing is he cannot take a normal drop-back pass, which is a a big part of the NFL game, is drop-back pass. He cannot just get at the top of his drop and make a throw. He's getting hit. So when he's successful, he's moving around, buying time, making throws on the run or or throwing a quick game. But they cannot six-man protect – in Carolina because he's just running for his life. So I think he's actually doing okay for the amount of protection that he has, and he's doing just as good as any other rookie that's ever been out there. 
I don't really hold judgment on these kids until they are, I guess they're not kids, these guys, until you get in year two or year three. Because two years ago, we were killing Trevor Lawrence. He wasn't going to be any good. Yeah. Now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I, I didn't see the game. I, I needed a sports break last night. I knew it, and so I, I took it. Um, my only commentary on Young is is sometimes I get frustrated with the franchises, and I think I'm there with, with the Panthers. Because they're not getting me help? Well, not only that, but I'm a, I, I don't understand the, the desire to rush them. I mean, he's your quarterback of the future. The future is not now. If he's not ready, play a veteran for a few weeks. Let him let him acclimate. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that that he's not ready. I wouldn't. I think he's he's as ready as any any other rookie out there, and if probably more ready than the rest of them. His issues. He's he's not getting at the top of his drop and short hopping out routes. He's getting at the top of his drop and getting knocked out. Yeah, but if you can't protect him, he doesn't need to be out there. He's the future of your of your organization. I mean, I, I, it's just me where I'm coming from. I, I don't, yeah. you know, you, you start, you create bad habits with some of that stuff. And you get the first pick by being shitty. I, I get that. <laughs> so, you know. It's funny how that works out. But I don't know. Um, the Saints. I'm a big Bryce Young guy. I would like for them to give him the the kind of support that he needs. And I don't mean just on the field. I mean, I, I just, I, I think you can, you can, you can hurt a young quarterback by playing him before he needs to play. That's fair. Um, I, I don't think it's his not ready thing. I'm, I'm okay with him. I think he's going to be good. Um, I'm not. I mean, he looks just like I mean, he's he's having an, an, he's doing he's flashing enough to where you can see the signs as opposed to somebody else. Uh, like our resident troll in the Cooper Chevrolet chat, Dwight says Stroud is outperforming Bryce Young so far. I don't know what football you're watching. It's, it's too early to talk yeah. about outperforming. It's yeah. week two. All right, so the New Orleans Saints um, with Derek Carr. Uh, obviously got to watch the whole game. Watched most of it against the Titans. I, they, he's got weapons, man. He's not – he's got more weapons, minus Devontae Adams, um, now that he had in, where, in a while. Like, he he's – I would think their lack of a running game right now with Kamara out is hurting. Yeah, them. I'm. I hold judgment for sure. Um, I just think they're go- they could be good because they're good on defense. All right, Browns and Steelers. Um, obviously the big thing here was Nick Chubb. I know you said you watched it. Yep. I cannot watch. That well, I didn't stuff. mean to watch it, but it popped up in my feed, and by the time I saw it, it was too late to unwatch it. I saw enough live to know the hit that he took, and it was Minka Fitzpatrick that hit him. Um. It just his foot was planted, and that's all I needed to see. And where the contact when, and you could hear the the part you could do is you could hear him. Um, and then when they say we're not showing that replay, that's when you know it's bad. I'm glad they did that, by the way. Oh, you could I, hear him in pain. You could hear him groaning a little bit, yeah. and um, just feel bad for the guy. Um, from all accounts, he's a very good human being. Um, I don't know him, um, never coached him or recruited him or anything like that. But um, just a, I like the way he plays the game. Respect the hell out of him. And the Steelers um, found a way defensively. They played great. They had a bunch of sacks. For as good as they are, pressure. They had two touchdowns. They had fourteen. They scored fourteen points on defense and twelve points on offense. <laughs> um, but as good as they are um, from a, as good as they are from a uh, defensive wise as personnel, they can't tackle worth the shit. That's the worst tackling NFL football team I've ever seen. They made Deshaun Watson look like Cam Newton out there at times last last night. But. Um, I did have this. I took the Steelers money line okay. and, and then hit on that. I think it, it wasn't much. It was like 120 plus 115, 120, something like that. But I hit both those last night. So after all is said and done, after the, the massive beating that I took, I finished the weekend down $4.13. It's all right. I, I call that a dub. That's a dub. Yeah. I call that a yeah, dub. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. I call that a dub. So we we made it back. All right, shift gears a little bit right here. All right, so um, for those of you who haven't seen it, the safety at Colorado State, Henry Blackburn, he is the one that had the late hit um, on, Travis, on, on Hunter. Travis Hunter. Yeah. Um, and before the game was even over, I wasn't aware of this, but I have been made aware of it since. His phone number and address got leaked out, including his mom's, um, and got a bunch of death threats. And there, I mean, it just got real ugly still ugly to the point to where they're investigating it. And, uh, you know, Travis Hunter had a lacerated liver. Yep. Okay. 
Um, and I want to tip my hat to Travis Hunter. Okay. Very classy. What he did on, he's got a podcast he does now. Um, very classy what he did. He went on and said, Hey, he was just doing what he was supposed to do. He was just playing ball. These things happen. He, he didn't, he could have escalated that and he, and he squashed it. He could have not said anything. He I watched escalated. it. It was a late hit. It was a late hit. I did not think that it was a maliciously dirty hit. I don't think he was trying to like injure him. I don't but I do think he was trying to let him know we're here and all yes. that stuff. Yes. You know, but here's one of the things that happens, and, and and sometimes I blame the adults in the room. They let that thing get really charged pregame. Oh. On the field. Yeah. And nobody ever, to my knowledge, calmed it down with, hey fellas, it's football. Okay. Let's go we'll go play football, but let's not let's not let's not be idiots. And so that game was supercharged at the beginning. And you get that kind of stuff that happens, and hey, I'm gonna send a message and all of that stuff, and then before you know it, somebody gets hurt. But I don't think he set out with the intention to knock Travis Hunter out of the game. I don't. I, I don't, I'm not inside his head. I don't know. But I don't think so. But we've got people in my field, dear God. I'm not even going to say it. Not going to say it? No, I'm, I'm, it's not worth it. It's not worth saying. I've got a family to feed, and so I'm, I'm going to stop there. All right. Um, but I, I despise a lot of people in my field right now. I mean, I, I don't like them personally. I've lost respect for them professionally. I've lost respect for a lot of them personally. I just don't like them. I would I would not associate with them in real life. I would walk right past them. <laughs> Damn, Neil. No, it's bad. It's, Man, it's, no, it's really bad. And I'm, I, and I'm not I'm not even going to say what's on my mind. It's really bad. How about this? You tell but, me after the show. I'll tell you about that phone but call. But you're you're instigating. It's 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 instigating more of it, and it's intentional. Yes. All right. Um, but Travis Hunter, a lot of respect for the way he handled that. It could have gone a lot of different ways. He had, a, he probably it was very mature of him as a nineteen year old man. It is to nineteen year old kid going through all that. That was a very mature way to He's, handle that. He is an impressive so, kid. Ha- very he, impressive. He is. He's an impressive Hat, kid. Hats off and respect for you on that. I have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect for Shadur Sanders. I've got a lot of respect for a lot of those guys. It's just, it's just. I got you. you it's my good. field, man. And it's these talking heads for the most part. It's the people that have, that have a forum and know it. And they escalate it. And I can't help but think it's intentional. Speaking of Neil, I guess we'll call this the Cooper Chevrolet chat. But we got a comment on our on our YouTube on the uh, show episode one hundred and eight. I want to give him a shout out to Morgan Mama M O R G A N Morgan M U M M A sixty five ninety nine. He said Neil would love that Peter Ball. So he was the one at the athletic that asked that ingenious question of why did you go for it on two in the second overtime? So the reporter nor the coach knew the overtime rules. Okay. Okay, and I love you talking about your media friends. I love how y'all are allowing that just to slide by. That a head football coach in the FBS does not know the overtime rules of the game he is paid to coach. I love how y'all are letting that just slide by because it's based on points. We got a chart over there that tells us when to go for two. No, wrong. No, it's by the rules, by the NCAA football rules. You have to go for two. That's the only answer. Right. I love how y'all are letting that just slide by. And for all you ESPN people that keep calling my phone and wanting me to comment on something, how about y'all write that story and stop trying to get me to get y'all to (laughs) hype up your freaking get your clicks up? All right, write that story. All right, clip that, Cole. All right. So he would like to let you know. In the comments, so Morgan Mama sixty five ninety nine would would like to uh, let you know Neil would love that Peter Baugh from the Athletic he covered Mizzou football during the COVID season and would wear a mask <laughs> in his room by himself during a Zoom call press conference. Bless your heart, Peter. That's the guy that asked the question. Are you surprised? That like explains no, so much. It tells me every, everything. Everything I needed to know, needed to know in so, one sentence. So Morgan, thank you. I, now I feel bad because I should have known. I should have known right away. Got to signal that virtue, baby. <laughs> got to hey. Hey, got to let them know. Let them know. Like, all right. Look, even if you believe in it, 
Okay. I try to, I try to see both sides of it, right? I've always, anytime somebody has an opinion and I disagree with it. Okay. Yeah. This is just me. I go, okay. I want to know how that person gets to that point to where they believe in it that much or whatever. So I try to understand. They don't see, believe in it. When you're wearing it on a zoom call, you don't believe <laughs> in it. You're doing it because you want people to see you do it because you think that makes you more virtuous. That was my point. Is like, well, so I care <laughs> enough about people to wear my mask by Stop. yourself. By yourself on a Zoom call. That in the car, driving in the car by yourself. That one always gets. You're me. not. You're not helping anybody. Oh, and that, and they, oh, they, well, he forgot to take it off, or she forgot to take it off. You don't forget. Oh. You don't forget a mask on your face. Oh my! You're you're aware of a mask on your face. <laughs> I knew you would like that one. That was great. Thank you so much, Morgan. That was great. Um, all right, moving on a couple things and then we'll get to the SEC stuff and we'll get you out of here. Thought this was very interesting. Um, SMU, I'm telling you, they raised a hundred million dollars within seven days of announcing that they're going to the ACC. Let me say that again. You ever been to Highland Park? Yeah. No, it's. Okay, I mean, when you go to Highland Park, the one thing that you're struck with in Highland Park is, oh, my God, there's a lot of money here. <laughs> and so anytime you're at a place where you go, oh, my God, there's a lot of money here, mm. right? There's a potential. It's like there's a question in, in my mailbag at rebelgrove.com. I'm still working on it, but it's like sleeping giants. And my answer for ACC sleeping giant was SMU. Yeah, I guess. We because if they ever dedicated fully to it, right? Any anytime you're someplace, it's it's again. If you're ever someplace where, as you drive through it, you're like, "Oh my God, there's just money here." That that place is a sleeping giant. Well, there's already an ESPN thirty for thirty that tells you how dedicated they used to be. Yeah, and now it's legal. Yeah, and so they're they're dangerous potentially if people decide there that hey, it, you've got to you've got to believe that you're going to have. Um, Enough. You have to believe that enough people are going to make it important to them. It's got to. It's got to mean something. Like, there's a couple of football programs in the SEC that immediately come to mind, where it's there if they ever decided to dedicate it to it. But it has to mean that to those people. And that's not a criticism, by the way, because if I were a multimillionaire, I don't think I'd be contributing to a college football program. I, I think I'd have more things I'd want to do with my. Would you give fifty grand time. to Monroe's football team? No. If you had a billion dollars. No. A billion dollars. You wouldn't get 50 no, grand? No, 50 grand I could give it to one of my kids. Well, you'd do that anyway. Yeah, So, but no. I would. See, I wouldn't. It doesn't, again, there's your, there's your difference. It doesn't mean enough to me. So you have to have people that are so attached to their alma maters or whatever that it means, that means enough that they take their own money and literally pay it into a program. And there are people that that, 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 that exist. And then there's people that make that kind of money that maybe they like the school or they like the area, but that just doesn't mean enough to them to do that, and so they don't. So that's the question with SMU. Like there, there's a couple, like I said, there's a couple of SEC schools that I think would be because the areas in which they are are booming, but you don't have enough people that it's like this really matters to me, right? Um, and they got the right guy in place. Rhett Lashley is a really good football coach. Um. And they got the they got the right guys in place to, to like, I'm telling you, man. I, that's that's I agree with you. I didn't really consider when you said I, I almost still forget that they're going to the ACC. Yeah, and dude, that could be a problem with the teams they got there. All right, uh, I wanted to comment about this because this happened back home um, to a coach that I like and know in the state, um, Tuscaloosa County. There in North Point, North Port, Port. Week two, they played Bessemer uh, City. They won the game. I think it was like 55 to 33. And the players of the week or whatever they have, the local booster club or whatever it is, you know how the, every high school in America has this. They gave them – they gave the players Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards, okay, to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and eat for getting player of the week. And the Alabama High School Athletic Association forced – Tuscaloosa County to forfeit the game because of improper benefits. It's ridiculous. Like, be look, look. I am a former Alabama High School Athletic Association member. 
I've coached high school football in the state, grew up in the state, the whole deal. I think that's one of the most chicken shit things that the high school association could ever do. I mean, they're freaking kids, man. You're giving them freaking Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. You're not buying them a car, giving them cash. I mean, you didn't you didn't create a competitive advantage. You you the game's over, right? And you're going to punish an entire like. There's probably a senior. Okay, now what if they don't make the playoffs because of this? There's a senior that is trying to go to the playoffs. This is last year. You're going to punish them because. They gave somebody a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card? That's stupid. You're asking for people to have common sense. That's stupid. Let me tell you what else is stupid, by the way, since I have a business that works with deals for recruiting. I think it's still I think it's silly that so Alabama has two rules, right? When it comes to private schools. And it used to be like when I was there, I get it. They have they count every student. Like right now, I think it's one point six five of a normal student, like private school to public school mm-hmm. to make you go up. They also have a thing called competitive balance. So if you're winning state championships, even amongst even after you've been raised up, they will keep raising you up until you can't win anymore. But they only do that with private schools, not public schools. Hey, news flash to the Alabama High School Athletic Association. The public schools are recruiting a lot worse than the private schools. Ask me how I know. I literally have a button inside of Quick U that's the transfer high school portal button. Okay? Ask me how I know. I'm having a move. It's funny, like, hey man. And this guy, where in the hell did he go? He had all these offers last year. Oh, he's at this high school. And it's a public to public. Public schools are recruiting much worse than private schools ever thought about recruiting. And everybody thinks it's a a private school problem? (laughs) You're wrong on that one. So it is what it is. I think high schools recruiting other kids from other high schools is incredibly creepy. All right. I'm not going to name, I won't name, I'm not going to name the high school because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. There were, this would have been, it was either last year or year before last. I can't remember. I knew of a group of players, a group of players that left one high school and was recruited to leave one high school and go to another high school about five hours away. Okay. In the same state. Oh. All right. Now, that wasn't what was weird about it. That group, there was three players to be specific. They went down there and were living in an apartment complex inside the school district, so it's a bona fide move. Mm-hmm. But the mothers of the three kids would drive down and rotate every two weeks. So, like, they had a new mom every two weeks. <laughs> that happened. But let's make sure that, the, that, that by gosh, let's make sure that St. Paul's gets punished for for – Recruiting their three kids a year. It's bad. So it's so it's so hypocritical. Now, it used to not be. When I was there, yeah, yeah I deserved it, okay? Because I promised you I was going to go get some. Deserved every bit of it. But in today's world, in today's world, the public school coaches are 800,000 times worse than the private school coaches. It's yeah, ridiculous. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around that. Oh, dude, it's, it's out there. All right. I've had two days to figure out what I was the hell I was going to say about this. I'm I'm waiting. You said what you had to say. All right. So that's probably what my phone call was about, I imagine. Did you look it up? So what he was? I, I just, okay. I, I didn't, but I, I'm guessing. All right. So. <clears throat> they honestly expect you're going to comment on this? I guess they think they are. Because you work for both guys? I don't know. I didn't work for Lane. Let's get that straight. Well, like three days. No, I didn't know. Okay. We'll leave that. Out. You know both people. I know both people, yes. Um, all right, so Lane and his trolls. Right, I be thought be it was more specific. Lane and his trolling. His trolling tweets. Trolling. And I'll, let's start from the beginning. Okay. okay? I don't – I'm just going to call it like I see it. I don't think it was coincidence that the first Sunday press conference was the Sunday before Alabama. Uh it's a little inside baseball here. Um, it had been discussed weeks earlier. I think it just happened. That part, coincidence, no, but it wasn't strictly because of that. Okay. Now, the question. I hate that. I'm getting there. The question was planted. All right, so let's let's talk about this. All right, so Lane has a press conference on Sunday that was supposed to be just about the previous game. That's correct. Um, the first question 
Because he mentioned like, it. So here's a little. Let me give me a little background. Quick, okay. it's quick. No, you're good. Before we got rolling with the the pre Georgia Tech press conference, we had gotten to where that press conference on Monday was ninety percent about what had happened on Saturday. Like for the Tulane game, everybody was asking questions about what had happened in the Mercer game. <laughs> for the Georgia Tech for the Georgia Tech game, everybody was asking questions about what had happened in the Tulane game. So he he. He said, hey, what would y'all think about having a Sunday teleconference to get these questions out of the way? Because by the time we get to Monday, we've turned the page to the other team. We've already done all that. We're on to the next team. We've already had a practice because they all miss is a morning practice team. We've already had a practice and everybody was kind of like, I mean, I don't know, whatever, you know, whatever. But like. I don't want to do it on Sunday because I kind of want to. I don't want to add another thing to my plate on Sunday because I'd like to have at least three or four hours on Sunday to like I don't know visit with my family. But it's like whatever. So cool. That's what we did, and it was. But it didn't get announced until Sunday. We got like an email about or a text or both about like three thirty that hey we're doing this at five thirty. Here's the Zoom link teleconference uh, audio only. So of course when you do that. Guys who don't normally come to the press conference get on the Zoom call. There were no rules laid out. The rules were just sort of understood that, hey, this teleconference is about the Georgia Tech game. And on Monday, when we do it, it's all going to be about the Alabama game coming up. And then, of course, the either the first or second question. The first. I can't remember. I listened. Okay. Um it was about Alabama's defensive coordinator and the way that it went, the way that it went down, I've been doing this long enough to know I'd bet a lot of money. I, I can't prove that it was planted. I'd bet a lot of money. It was planted. All right. Well, you and planted can, questions happen all the time. Well, I'll go stronger than you. The question was planted. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't have a media credential. I don't care. The question was Well, I'm not planted. worried about the credential either. Yeah, I just, I just, I just can't. I mean, they could take my credential. I'd be like, that's fine. All right, the question was planted. Cool. That happens all the time. I, I've, I've planted a question before. I get it. I know how it works. Um, the question was planted. And the question was about Kevin Steele. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was planted by Lane on purpose. Um, and it was personal. That was supposed to be a personal shot. Okay. All right. That was that was that was reason one. Two is you can't go. I just this is what's comical. You can't spend the whole SEC. So you're uh, saying Lane and, and Kevin Steele a hundred percent don't get along personally. A hundred percent. Okay. I just want to be clear. Yeah, and that's not a big secret because it's going to be a lot of people are going to stir this yeah. up, and I want to be clear yeah. with what you're 100%. saying. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. And so it was a personal to try to get. At him. Okay. Now, two is he knew, point two is he knew going by Sunday that it would get back. Josh Maxim at Alabama would hear it and he was going to have to have a response ready to go by the Monday press conference. That's the media relations person. That's the head media SID at right, Alabama. At Alabama. Okay. All right. So he says, he says what he says. All right. So let's talk about the actual what he was talking about. You can't go a few things. You can't spend all summer talking about getting mad at Paul Feinbaum about pissing off Nick Saban and then spend your first couple of days of your week with literally pissing off <laughs> Nick Saban. Like, does anybody else? I'm like, oh, he, he takes shots at Paul Feinbaum about, you're, you know, you're just pissing him off. You've literally spent the first part of your week pissing off the whole, poking the bear, pissing off, whatever you want to call it. So yeah. I thought that was funny. All right, but let's talk about what he said. All right, so. He said the defense looked different that it looks like Traveris right. Robinson. The fans may believe that, okay? No coach, every coach in America is going, Lane, come on, dude. Like, come, Lane, there's no, and he didn't watch it. There's no analyst. There's no nobody that's going to watch a TV copy of a game and go, hey, they got a new defensive coordinator. That's bullshit, okay? So the bullshit meter, like, save that shit for somebody that, what you did, you gave it to people that didn't know any better. Good for good. Okay, but save that shit. You didn't see that on TV copy. Now, let me tell you what you did see on TV copy. He was trying to steal signals off of a TV copy and probably saw some signals that looked different. That's what he saw. But, but do you think he said that? Because if he really wanted to stir shit up, 
if he really wanted to stir shit up, you don't think he has Kevin Steele's phone number or Nick Saban's phone number? Shoot him a text. If you really want to make it personal, you really want to get out there and get it. He, there was other ways to deliver that message. Okay. All right. Then two. So almost at the same exact time, because I was trying, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm out of it. I'm just eating popcorn. I'm like watching <laughs> back and forth. I was, I'm actually entertained about it. So if he's looking to be entertaining, he's, he's accomplished that. I think it was entertaining. So Nick comes out, first thing he says about the starting quarterback, and I don't think Lane knew that at the time because I literally think they were talking at the exact same they time. They were. I, I almost raised my hand and said, hey, um, um, Saban just named Milrow the quarterback. Gotcha. But by that point, the press conference had gotten weird, and I was ready to so I was ready to go. So during this, during this press conference that he had yesterday, so he doesn't know what's going on, Nick comes on and says, Kevin Steele still has all the defense coordinator duties. We changed some administration of how we send in the uh, plays to make it go faster. That's what he said. He addressed it. Press conference was short. It would be so, a, it would be a decent time here in a minute to plug Bushnell, given the seal. The it's coming. I got it. I got it written down. Okay. I got it written down right there. I'm good. I'm, this is not my <laughs> this is not my first rodeo. I'm good at this. I'm getting better. So then he gets asked about the Kevin Steele question in the press conference, and he goes, "Oh, I wasn't trying to start anything." I was just asked the question. Okay, again, <laughs> save the bullshit for somebody that he doesn't know any better. You actually planted the question for them to ask you about it. Well, nobody can prove that he did, but again, I, I, you know what I'm saying. I, I look when people go, "You said that." I'm going to point I out. I said it. I said it. I'm going. Tyler Siski said it. I'm going to point out that I said it in an attempt to be as fair as I can be. That it's my opinion that the question was planted. Okay, I'm up. I'm convinced. Prove me wrong. That's what I got to say. Prove me wrong. I'm just saying the part when it comes down to what I hey, said. It, hey, it's I want I want to be hey, clear on what I said. Hey, the he said she said says working for Michigan State. Prove me wrong. Can't prove me wrong. All right. So anyway, long story short is here's what I don't under like. Then he comes out with a tweet this morning. Yeah, the the tweet this morning to me was more. Like the whole okay, obviously I don't explain it. I don't know the beef and stuff, and so I I don't like saying that about the defensive coordinator stuff. Like you, you're trying to like poke a little maybe and whatever, but I don't. I guess I don't know enough about it internally to know how that's that big of a thing. So, but today, today, Lane Kiffin tweeted out a uh, Taylor Swift song. Um. Castles crumble, I think. Yes. Is that, the, is that what it is? I guess. I'm okay. not a Taylor Swifty, but I think it had to do with castles crumbling, destroying, or yeah, something. Let me let me find it. Castles Castles Crumbling. Castles Crumbling. Okay. Here are the lyrics to Castles Crumbling. I'm just get I'm Swifty up right now. Taylor Swift. Uh, released in twenty twenty three on her album Speak Now, Taylor's version. Once I had an empire in a golden age. I was held up so high, I used to be great. They used to cheer when they saw my face. Now I feel I have, I fear I have fallen from grace. And I feel like my castle's crumbling down, and I watch all my bridges burn to the ground. And you don't want to know me, I will just let you know you don't want to know me now. Once I was the great hope for a dynasty. Crowds would hang on my words, and they trusted me. Their faith was strong, but I pushed it too far. I held that grudge till it tore me apart. Power went to my head, and I couldn't stop. Once I loved, ones I loved tried to help, so I ran them off. And here I sit alone behind walls of regret, falling down like promises that I never kept. And I feel like my castle's crumbling down, and I watch all my bridges burn to the ground. And you don't want to know me. I will just let you down. You don't want to know me now all right i mean that sounded like a rap there we got the point there right but here's really well written whoever wrote this is really yeah. that's very very good probably a good song i imagine she's um, i think she's great i, I mean i'm i'm not i a, don't have anything against i'm her. not a swifty i don't listen. i'm not a swifty but I, I i like her i like a lot of her music all right so here's the thing is for somebody that spends the whole summer oh don't give him rat poison like he is in like you're 
pissing like you don't you really don't want to poke the bear and do that now there's two things to look at is why the most important thing in this the message that he's trying to get across twice to who to anybody over there that will listen particularly nick saban okay is that he said it twice twice that we don't need the tv like that wasn't about watching the tv copy I mean, Pete Golden talks to people in that building. He's trying to let let him think that he's got a mole. He's trying to create staff dissension. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to create staff dissension over there. Okay, now, he's also gambling, and this is probably the key part of it. Okay, he's got some skeletons in his closet too, and they hold the key to the closet. And he's gambling that the, that nobody's willing to use that key. It's a big gamble, okay? I don't. And here's the point: I don't understand is I don't think he needs it. This is his best chance to beat him since he's been here. In my opinion, it's it's my opinion that the only reason he did this today is that the, the man is is one hundred percent confident that he is going to win this game Saturday afternoon. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Now, but now look, look. Let me let me say this, and you know me. I'm. I'm not a trash talker. You'll never see me trash talking. I don't believe in it. I can't stand it. It makes me uncomfortable. If I'm getting ready to play you in a game and I think I'm going to win, I'm not going to say that to one walking soul because I'll be so afraid I'll jinx it. Okay? Never. And so here's the thing I got. Here's, and I said this about this. This is, this is the part of this deal that I don't get. You can't say on one breath, and no, we're not becoming an Ole Miss show today. This is a big game Saturday. This is a big game. I mean, the winner of this game is in really good shape. The loser of this game, I think, is in trouble. Okay? I do. I could be wrong. We'll see. You want opinions? Well, I'm giving you one. <laughs> you can't say that, hey, this game is just like Mitchell says, I'm not sure I'd call it trash talk. When you say the dynasty's dead and the castle's crumbling, it's trash talk. You're 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 saying it's over. That's what you're saying. You're sending a message. I think you're done. Hey, they're to, better. To, to, they're better than me because if I was still over there and that would have came out, I would have probably I would have probably had enough nuts to tweet something back and shut it all up. So he's gambling that people don't have enough nuts or voice to because well, hey, there's a lot of shit that could get said yeah, back yeah, and shut it up not, real quick. It's not that. Look, they're gonna play the game. I mean, and so. But the, the the thing I've got with it is this: like this is the you you say in one breath that this is this is just another game. It's it's the next game. You you've got all the respect, blah 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 blah. And then here you go, and boy, the message it sends if 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 to me that I I get from it is, no, this is not just any game. This is the game. And the problem that I have with it is that. And it's not me. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever happens, happens. I mean, I've covered. I've covered. I've said this to many people. I've covered Sugar Bowl. I've covered two and ten, and I've covered everything in between. And I've made it work from a business standpoint. So it'll be all right. But come Sunday morning, win or lose, you got to turn the page to LSU <laughs> quick because they're they're probably going to make the trip that's on the schedule. So you, you got to turn the page to that game. And, and when you make this game the end-all, be-all, one way or the other, you're creating a scenario ripe for a letdown. To me, the fact that you don't see Alabama responding to it is because that's not how they operate. Now, do they have the talent? Do they have the talent to, 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 to beat Ole Miss on Saturday? Yes, sure. Does Ole Miss have the ability to beat Alabama on Saturday? I think so. Um I don't know how the game's going to shake out. Obviously, if I did, I'd fly to Vegas and I'd make my bet and I'd buy my island someplace and disappear. I don't know how it's going to shake out, right? But it just feels personal. That's the the I came away with it this morning. I looked at it and went, "Oh my god, what is that?" And then looked at it more and the more I said this is this is personal this isn't a playful jab in my opinion he might disagree and say I was just goofing around having some fun on Twitter blah 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 it just it just felt like no this is personal like this is look I'll say this it's a hell of it's a hell of a dynasty so when you when you go out on the limb and you go the castle's crumbling if that's what you're referencing and almost certainly it is 
you're you're saying that the look the greatest dynasty in college football history is crumbling. And but, even if you believe, here's my point. Even if you believe that, if you say it and then it, you're creating this spot for yourself. But I, Chase had a great point this morning on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Rationally, I look at it and go, boy, you say that and then it doesn't work out. You, you're going to get ridiculed. But in fairness to Kiffin, he's done some things like this in the past where the game didn't work out. And that fan base, they they just, because they love him, they worship him, they revere him, they just kind of brush it off on to the next. We will see. Um, look, I, I've told you, I, I don't mind saying this. I knew this week was coming. I knew he would do something. I do. I know the guy. I knew he'd do something. I did not know if it would go. I never thought it would go like that. That was um, a little, I don't know, shocking. I'm just the type, if I got a problem with somebody and I wanted to fuck with them, I'd pick up the phone and call them. I'd text them directly. I wouldn't put it out in the media. He didn't need to do that. That's that's the part that he's got the phone number. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, c- congratulations to CBS and to everybody who covers it because it's given us something easy yeah, to talk thank about. Thank you, though. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just. We just, you just gave us 20 minutes. Appreciate it. It's just kind of crazy. All right, with, with that being with the but, game, because we got to move but, on. Yeah, we got to move on. I'll, just, I'll, I'll finish with this. I, I think he thinks they're going to win, which oh, 100%. Which makes me go, well, this is interesting. I mean, I am. You know me. You've known me a long time. I don't typically get giddy about a game, like super eager to watch a game. I can't, oh, boy, this is like popcorn and all that stuff. I'm pretty damned interested in this one. Um, like last week, you could have told me, hey, we're going to send somebody over there to cover the Georgia Tech game for you. I'd be like, okay, cool. Peace. This one, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm in. I want to see this. I'm, I'm really interested in where it goes. Let's talk about the actual game. Look, and we'll we'll just do the SEC stuff today. We'll, we'll catch what we catch then. Um, the actual game. All right, Alabama is going to have the huge edge on defense versus the offensive front. Uh, uh, Ole Miss's offensive line didn't really do anything to um, ease any concerns or anything for me on Saturday. Um, watching it live, they got some issues at right tackle, especially. Um, he can't block you; he'll just tackle you. And I mean, that's he's now got that on tape, so he's got to improve. Um, he's going to see better talent this weekend. Um, they have to find a way. And look, here's the most interesting thing: I don't. I'm being dead serious when I say this, and people think, "Oh, you're crazy." I'm being 100 serious with this. I'm not touching this game with a 10 foot pole because I know too much. Ole Miss could win this game by 20. They could lose this game by 20. Alabama could win by 20, and they could lose by 20. Anything in between because there's so much uncertainty. If the team that went down to Tampa last week shows up and plays Saturday, they're going to get their ass kicked. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I know. And vice versa. If Alabama wakes up, you've pissed them off, you gave them something, if they come out and play to their ability, you're going to get your ass kicked. And there's and, there, and it could be a close game either way. I don't know. Yeah, I, I the, think it's going to be a close game. But here's the interesting thing about it to me is, look, it's not going to be a schematic thing because between Lane and Pete Golding, they know what's going on on both sides of the ball. Lane's going to know every single schematic way to attack that defense. Pete, on the other hand, on defense, hey, I may be a little undermanned here, but look, I know every blitz, every stunt that causes this protection because, look, this is not – for all you geniuses out there that think Tommy Reese came in here and put in a new offense, this is the same offense that's been run in Tuscaloosa since 2007. Same protections, the whole deal. So Pete, who just left there, knows every twist, every blitz, every way to get the calls changed. They know everything. From a schematic standpoint, Ole Miss is at a huge advantage in this game. Huge advantage. I'm talking about massive. And Pete knows the personnel on the other side really, Pete really well. Pete knows the signals. Yeah. And look, Nick doesn't change. Now, that may be why they were pissed off because he may have gone in and started changing them a little bit last week. Maybe that's what they didn't understand in the in the TV copy. But huge schematic advantage for, for Ole Miss. Now, when you look at the actual game, Milrow and the big decision for Milrow to start at Alabama, that was the only choice he had. Of course. Okay, that's the only guy that gives you a chance to go where you want to go. Now, does he going to make stupid decisions? Yeah, so I'm sure you're going to see Pete roll coverage and do some things on the back end to mess with him a little bit on passing downs. Uh, probably see some simulated pressures to get them to change protections and get zone drops instead of man drops. You're going to see some of that stuff, um, which I would have do against him too because he's going to throw you a, a free interception. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I just 
I, I wish they'd just shut up and play the game because I want to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated in it. All right, let's move on. Uh, Auburn. Now, do you go the direct opposite of Lane Kiffin? Uh, if you want to listen to Hugh Freeze this week, Auburn has taken the Tigers to College Station in the uh, Hugh Freeze Ross Bjork rematch. <laughs> oh, I didn't think nobody about has, it. I didn't nobody's even talking about it. How has nobody talked about that this week? I guess I'm the only one. Oh, God. <laughs> You'd think I would have thought about that. How have you let that slip by? Those are two different people that have blamed me for like everything at different times. Maybe they just come together and they and they and they bond over. You would think that I would have thought you. about that. No, they they didn't. They neither <laughs> one, neither one even thinks about me. They're both. I mean, I'm I'm a peon. They're both big time positions. All right, Texas A&M is favored by seven and a half. Um, this is uh, one of my games of Millennium that we'll be picking on Saturday. Oh, um, I I think Auburn gets boat raced in College Station. See, that's what I think too. I don't. And I'm I'm talking about legitly boat boat raced. Yeah. I'm talking about legit. I think it's going to get ugly in College Station. Um, I just – I think uh, he's 3-0, good. He's got a couple games he can win. I think he's he's going to try to get to six, maybe seven. He's, it's fisting the it's fisting the hit a little harder for him. He's got to win the games that he can win. This is not one of them. Uh, it's a terrible matchup uh, for Auburn, particularly in offense. Auburn's going to have a tough time scoring points because what they have to do to attack, to score points – it's going to be very difficult to do that uh, with their personnel versus um, Texas A&M. I, I, I think this could get ugly in a hurry. Um, give you a little preview for uh, it's a bad matchup for the Auburn Tigers. All right, all right. I'm not even. I'm, Kentucky's at Vandy. Put me to sleep. Um, I'm going to watch the game. Kentucky's going to win the game. How by how much? I don't know. Um, but they sh- they're going to win the game. I'm not even going to talk about that one. We've already talked about Ole Miss, uh, UTSA, Tennessee. Um, you know, Tough loss for UTSA last week, losing well, to the Army. Frank Harris was out. Yeah. So he did not put a quarterback. Is he playing this week? I don't know yet. Okay. Um, that will make a huge difference on the line there. Um, but him not playing, it is a different team when he's not playing. I mean, he's been their quarterback for six years. Um, so, But that was the reason they lost last week and they struggled a little bit offensively with him not in the game. All right, Arkansas at LSU. Um too many points. I'm not going to mess with this game because I can see it covering or not covering at the same time. This is always um, a, a funny game. This is an interesting spot. Arkansas has to. I'll be I'll be doing post stuff with Ole Miss Alabama, but if I get a chance to watch some of this, I'm going to at least turn it on in the corner because it, this is a big moment for Sam Pittman. Not he can't they have to win the game, but Tyler, he can't go down there and get blown out. This thing gets weird for him pretty fast. Isn't this game typically a close game? Yeah, historically. Uh, let's see. Two years. Last time Arkansas went down there, they won on a kick, and then last year it was in Fayetteville, and it was cold. And Jaden Daniels does not like cold, and that game got really tight. KJ Jefferson didn't play last year. Had he, Arkansas probably would have had a shot. Um, grind in the Cooper Chevrolet chat says Auburn covers. Don't do it, Siski. Uh, grind. I'm sorry on this one, boss. I call it like I see it on this one. Um. Yeah, I mean, I expect LSU to win, and it could get ugly. I think so, too. I would more lean toward it getting ugly. I do, too. Um, my, my, my conversation about Arkansas is more long-term. This is this is a weird spot for them. They yeah. lose this one. They got to go Texas A&M next week in Arlington. Then you got to come to Ole Miss. Yeah. Mm, gets a little... It's a little dicey. Gets a little dicey if, uh, if they're 2-5 and five at the end of that stretch. Uh, Charlotte at Florida, minus 28. I'm not messing with – there's no danger there. Florida's going to win. Yeah, sure. All right, UAB at Georgia. Um, look, Georgia's beat to hell and back. It's probably the worst he's been beat up um, in a long time. Uh, while I'm talking about injuries, I want to flip this back because there's one more thing I had down. I want to talk about this Ole Miss-Alabama game real quick. If anyone ever believes anything that Lane Kiffin ever says about an injured player ever again – I'm not sure the the he literally told Laura Rutledge that Quinshawn Junkins was not playing a dude out there ran like twenty carries in a game. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not so sure that the, the Trey Harris the Trey Harris stuff if he's going to play or not. I I, I think at practice, yeah, I think at that's practice games. he was he was in a no no contact jersey and in the portion of practice that was available to media, which was only about ten minutes, he just stood there. Yeah, I think some of that was. Mind games. He is trying to play the mind games. He's letting it all out, letting it all, letting his nuts hang out this week. I give, give him to it on that. 
All right, but George at 42 points, I mean, dude, uh, that's Just basically so can, can UAB score one time? Yeah, so many points. One time. Can they score? I don't know if they can because they got boat raced by ULL at home last week. Yeah, and you, you mentioned it. The, the question here is how quickly does Kirby get guys off the field? Oh, he will get them out quick because yeah. he is they're, be, they're as beat up right now, I think, as they've ever been since he's been there. And they got they got stuff coming. All right, Memphis at Mizzou. You kind of like Mizzou in a sleepy spot. I mean, you kind of like Memphis in a sleepy spot right here for Mizzou. Uh, potentially, the game's in St. Louis in the Seven dome. Points. Um, well, if I had a hook, I'd be all over this one. I think because it's being played in St. Louis, and you'll have kind of some new fans, and it might geek up some of the Mizzou guys. It might get them through it. Memphis is good. Uh, he's done a good job at Memphis. It's an interesting game. I don't. I don't. I, it's not one I would touch. If you told me I had to bet it, I would probably. I would probably lay the seven, but I'd have to really think about it. Yeah. I wouldn't touch this with real money. Okay. Uh, Mississippi State at South Carolina. South Carolina is favored by six points. Am I crazy to really like South Carolina here? Yes. Okay. You're crazy to like anybody in this game. I don't know. Okay. I mean, do you feel good about anybody in this game? I feel better about South Carolina than I do Mississippi State. And I sat on that Peloton for two hours and watched Mississippi State and LSU and was blown away with how unprepared Mississippi State looked. Now, some of that might have just been LSU's really good, and I think LSU is really good. I'm on the record as saying I think LSU is a really good team. Do you like LSU this year? I do. <laughs> but I'm not touching it. I, and, I, and look, I think if you're South Carolina, you're in the game in Athens in the fourth quarter. That ought to build some confidence. You've now lost two games. Yeah, but you lost to two really good teams. You lost to a, a really good North Carolina team with an elite quarterback, and you lost to a Georgia team that's just got a – Damn good defense. And you moved the football. You kind of held your own. You scored some points. If I'm South Carolina, I might have gotten out of Athens with a little confidence. And this is a big spot for them. Because if you don't beat Mississippi State, it's going to it's gonna get off the rails. But if you beat Mississippi State, you you kind of right the ship They're one and two. Bit. They got to right it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's now. A, it's, it's like right a, now. Well, in the NFL, when they get right game, they have to win. It's like almost a must win. At it's a, listen, I think, I think this is a must win game for both of these teams. I mean, if you're Mississippi State and you start out 0-2, you're, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not. If you made me, if you just put a gun to my head, and made me pick, I would pick South Carolina because they're at home. And, yeah, and but dude, I don't Be- know. better quarterback. They're, that, they're, that's the, the scheme that State's running doesn't fit Rodgers. Yeah, but you got to make the you got to do what fits him. I mean, at this point, I, mean, I know. You but know what I mean? They're, like they're doing. That. He will do it though. I mean, it just let's yeah. go. Yeah. All right. Some national games of interest this week since it's such a big week. Huge. Florida State. Minus two and a half at Clemson. I'll go ahead and tell you this is on my sheet. Um, Why is this line so low? Because Jordan Travis is hurt. Okay. Okay. He 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 did come back in the game. I'm going to try to read some more stuff before make it rain Thursday. Uh, but his off shoulder landed on it awkwardly. Had to go in. They probably shot him up. He finished the game. Uh, awkward fall, like kind of. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, his yeah. His elbow. Yeah. Um, so that's probably why it's why it's there. And they struggled with BC, uh, BC on the road like that. But um, they were asleep. They slept walks. Tell you some games I like. I like Oklahoma minus 14 and a half at Cincy. Probably yeah. not going to be on my sheet, but I like it. Yeah, it's one of the ones that is on my early sheet. Um, I like uh, I like SMU. One of my money line candidates this week. Mm-hmm. Plus the S- six and a half. Just to win outright. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I like SMU in the points. They're getting six and a half at TCU. Ah, I like SMU. I don't like TCU. I think they're struggling. Um, we're there on that one. And in the Gotham City game of the week, <laughs> the Colorado Buffaloes are going to Eugene, Oregon to take on the Oregon Ducks. Big line. The line's at 21. I'm not spoiling anything for anybody because you already know that it's going to be on my sheet. Yep. The Ducks will win by 87 points. Oh, wow. 87. You notice when you notice Dan Lang is giving all the bulletin board he can give them, and they're not taking the bait yet. All, all of a sudden, it's not personal anymore. Why is that? Because you fisting to get your ass boat raced. This next one's realities hit. This next one's one that I like a lot. All right, I'm I'm having a tough time with this one. I, I, knew, I had this on here for you because I know you like it. UCLA at Utah. Utah's a four and a half point favorite. The last time this will be a Pac-12 game. Next year, this will be this would be an intersectional game. This would be Big Ten versus Big Twelve, <laughs> which is the crazy world we live in. Uh, Utah is really good at home, and defensively, they they're going to give UCLA some problems. 
UCLA, on the other hand, is not getting the credit so far for how good of a team they've been. It's at Utah. You know they play great there. Cam Rising still has not played. Shocker. Um, the, 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 the other kid, though, has played pretty well at quarterback. He's done, he's done good. I don't know on this one. Um, I kind of like if it's here's what's weird for me. If I'm betting this game, I'm taking UCLA money line. Well, I'm not taking them to cover. We're gonna we're gonna go with the odds. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sort of in the same boat. All right, the one that the one that kind of blows me. I don't understand. This is comes from the part where I don't understand the line is why is Miami only a 24 point favorite at Temple this week? I've got a better one right underneath that. Why in the hell is Maryland only favored by seven and a half at Michigan State? Like, I mean, Michigan State. It's about rat lines of the week. Michigan State looked like I don't even know. I don't. I don't, I don't know something that looks that bad. M- Michigan State looked inept. Now Washington's good and Penix is terrific, but they looked inept in that game. They scored at will. Yes. And what do you think Maryland's going to do? They're going to score. They'll score enough. I mean. I, I'm not sure Michigan State can score points. That's what I'm saying. It's like they're going to score. They're going to score. You know, 38, 40 points in this game. Uh, Georgia Tech goes to Wake Forest. The uh, Jackets getting four. I was impressed with Georgia Tech last week a little bit. Now, Hang on, you skip one. Oh, I sure did. Texas Tech. Was, oh, this is an interesting. This one. is one of my money line ones. Texas Tech minus six at at West Virginia. West Virginia is one of those teams that is really good at home, crappy on the road. Texas Tech's the same way, and so I got this a hot one's take for you. in Morgantown. They have decided to play defense in Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, I think West Virginia wins this outright. This is a, definitely a money line candidate okay. for me this week. I don't hate it. Um, probably going to be on my picks. I got to I got to narrow my picks down. But I, personally, I will be betting probably the West Virginia money line. I think they beat Texas Tech at home. I think Texas Tech is uh, still getting too much love from last season, and they're starting to play defense. Dude, that game against Penn State, they were yeah. at Happy Valley. They were in that game until the end, and, and they opened it up and scored a couple late. But that wasn't a Penn State did not blow. West Virginia out. You know no. what I'm saying? Yep. Like, so I'm, I'm kind of – I think my man Neil Brown has learned how to play some defense up there. You mentioned Georgia Tech at Wake. Georgia Tech getting four. There's uh, another one. Here's, Explain this one to me. I can't. I don't I don't know enough about Wake, honestly, to, to, to get into it. The one that I'm really interested in, this is a, a, a primetime game on – I don't remember. It's on TV, though. Oregon State minus three. It's the battle for the Pac-2 championship. Oregon State <laughs> minus three at Washington State. These are two good teams. These are two teams that are playing with a chip on their shoulder this fall. Um, two really good coaching staffs. This is this is a fun game. Washington State typically really good in Pullman. Clash of styles, man. Clash and of styles. Totally different styles. It, 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 I'm no joke. Outside of the game that I cover, this might be the one that I'm the most interested in on Saturday. What do you like? Clash of styles at home. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think. I'm you know, big Washington's, on the Beavers, man. I mean, Oregon State—they look the part. Like I think people are underrating them. This is this is a scary spot on their schedule, though. Washington State's tough at home, and they, you know, they just played Wisconsin, who is a similar type of style, right? They're going to try to smash you and do all that stuff, and then Longo's trying to be Longo without the personnel, so he went back to running the football, and that's what Oregon State wants to do—establish the run. Yeah, they got DJ Ugalele, Ugalele. Uh, oh, I got it right um, as the quarterback. Which he's just okay. I'm not fired up with him, but yeah. I'd probably lean in Washington State right there on that one. Uh, Texas uh, giving 15 at Baylor. This will be their last trip to Waco probably ever. End of a end of a game uh, before the season. This is one Baylor had circled, but Baylor's so bad right now that they can't afford to circle anything. Uh, <laughs> this will be a, this. This to me is about whether Texas is locked in or not. If Texas comes to play football, this no. will be a 30 point game. Yeah. Last week, Texas was checked out, but you knew they would be after the game in Tuscaloosa. Um, and they could afford it because it was Wyoming, right? They just they, they got it done. It was fine. I'm sure Sarkeesian was like, I knew this was going to happen. I'm going to yell at them, but whatever. Um, Ohio State minus three at Notre Dame. All right, where yet? You, you know what? I'm leaning Notre Dame. Better quarterback at home. Better offense, better quarterback. Not as good as player in skill. But defensive, Ohio State's probably better defense, but Notre Dame's not a slouch. No. I think Notre Dame wins this game outright. I, I, that's where I'm headed. Uh, Iowa goes to Penn State. Penn State giving 14 and a hook. Here's the thing about, <laughs> the thing about Iowa. Defend, I don't know what the over-under is on this. The, Six. <laughs> 
I go over six, but I'm not sure I'd go over 36. I mean, here's what's interesting here is that these are two really good defenses. I was the best defense. Um, Penn State's good offensively, but they're not some juggernaut. If, if you told me this was some 17-13 game, I'd totally buy All right, it. So here's my thing. I'm leaning Iowa in this game. If Iowa scores 10 points, they cover, right? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Penn State's not scoring 25. I don't think Penn State gets past 24. That's what I told you. If you told me this is 17 13 Penn State, well, that's like, a cover. I totally buy it. Yeah, I'm, I may be, uh, I may bust out the helmet on, uh, you know, Joker may come in with a helmet on. Okay. The Iowa helmet with a, with a Joker mask on. That's a lot. That's a lot. You're throwing, a lot, of, you're throwing a lot at people. I'd <laughs> be point. very confused. <laughs> I, I would, I would be confused knowing it was coming. <laughs> The question, the question with Iowa for covering it is: Can they get to ten? Can they get to thirteen? If they, if they can, they're going to cover. I think ten's the number. Yeah. If it, they get a ten, I don't see how they don't cover. Yeah. Right. I mean, am I missing something there? No, no. If, if, if ten's close, right? Because twenty. Yeah, that's that's about right. Twenty four to ten, they'd cover it. Twenty four to ten. If they get to thirteen, they're covering. Ten's 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 in the ballpark, right? Because you lose twenty seven ten, give up a. All right. So let's say fourteen is a guaranteed cover. Yeah. Like, all right, so can you call your boy? He's got some points to play with, so he can still keep his job. Can we figure out how to score 14 points it's gonna be in tight. 60 minutes? It's going to be hard. Can we go like a Here's the play question. action, can, throw it deep or something? Well, can they get a defensive score? Can they get an interception, a scoop and score? And they're good at that. They they did it against Ohio State last year, had two defensive scores, if I recall correctly. They're, they're, this defense is good. I mean, all the jokes that everybody does about the offense, I get it. Ha ha, it's funny. But the defense is legit. Legit. And so it, it gives them a chance. And Penn, so, Penn, State's, <laughs> Penn State has a tendency sometimes to get sloggy. Like they did it for three quarters last week. And then they blew it open. This is interesting. I, I think Penn State wins the game. I don't hate the line. Somebody made the comment yesterday. It was like the Pittsburgh Steelers and Iowa has the same colors, and they both suck on offense or great on defense. Yeah. So Pittsburgh is the is the is the college is the NFL's Iowa. That's all I got today, boss. All right, we will uh, we'll wrap it there. We'll be back on uh, Thursday with a Make It Rain Make it edition rain. of the show. We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Rain, three hundred milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Also, remember at the Cooper Chevrolet chat, thank you guys for joining. Y'all are hot today. Um, during September, you can get 3.9% financing for 72 months on a new Chevy Silverado crew cabs and no payments for 90 days at Cooper Chevrolet in Aniston. More info, go to coopershevrolet.com. And Neil, I forgot after I wrote it down. It happens. It happens. You know, I'm just a rookie like that. But just to remind you guys that Bushnell's join us. Neil has put the link in the description of the uh, YouTube, so you'll sit at the bottom. Remember, Bushnell is known for quality optics for over 70 years in the hunting, shooting, and tactical categories. They sell a high variety of optics and products ranging from rifle scopes, sporting scopes, and, of course, binoculars. Make sure you guys check it out. Hit the link. Go in there and get you some shopping done. And uh, for all you golfing guys, get you a nice sloped rangefinder. There you go. All right, talk to you guys on Thursday. Take care.